Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Though you're blind by your tears and consumed by your fears, and your days are mastered tonight, you may be on our way, but there's someone who cares and is leading you to. There are times when you feel that you're all by yourself, like an island on the sea. But as the enemy's way of making you doubt, cause God promised he would never leave. Never alone.
Jesus, hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, testimony time. You know, the reasons we give testimonies is to give the glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not so much about how complicated our problems was, but just to let the world know that God is good. Hallelujah. And throughout the Bible, when Jesus healed people, he said, go and tell the priest what the Lord has done for you. Amen. And God does miracles for one thing, to get glory. Amen? So we're going to invite our brother, Kofi Boateng. Is he here? Okay, why don't we pray over the offerings while we welcome him uh, to the pulpit. Amen? Let's pray. Let's bow our heads in prayer, please. Father, we thank you for this time. We are grateful for the ability to work and ability to support your work. We pray that, Lord, these offerings will be sanctified for your use. May it go far. In Jesus' name. And I pray a special blessing over the people who gave today. May they be fruitful. May they be fruitful in their jobs, in their families, in their ministries. May fruitfulness be part of their lives. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Well, wonderful. Let's invite our brother, Kofi Boateng. Is he around? Okay, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is good. And all the time. Beautiful. Well, I have a testimony. And it's kind of long, but I promise to make it short for you guys. Yeah. Um, back in January, um, I was having some problem. And so I was having problems because I went to Ghana uh, about two years ago. And when I went to Ghana, I met two guys. 
One of them I know very well, and the other one I didn't know. So the one I didn't know came and said that he wanted to have a business with me. And I was like, okay, you want a business? All right, so I look at the guy, and the way he was talking, and the way he looks, I'm like, no. This guy, I can't trust, I don't trust this guy. Can't deny with him. So I left, and when I came back, the guy that I know, I knew very well. I kind of promised, I mean, I trust him. So he said that the guy came back again, he said, I want to do the business. And I told him, no, don't do any business with him, because this guy, I don't trust him. And the guy went behind me, you know, and I agreed a contract with him. He did a business with him, I'm like, okay. So as the thing was progressing, it was bothering me. So I decided to go to Ghana, you know, and cancel whatever it was, the business. But, you know, I realized that, you know, some battles, you need to stay away to fight it, and some of them you need to, you know, confront the people. So I decided to stay. And as I was staying, praying, and asking God for his intervention, um, that was January. Um, 25th, 26th, that was when we were fasting. Um, Wednesday, I believe it was the 24th, I was home and I felt like something was wrong. You know, I tried to pray, but at that moment I couldn't pray. I was quiet. I felt like something was wrong, but I could not pinpoint exactly what it was. So I was home praying, you know, wondering. I went to bed, and when I went to bed, you know, Reverend appeared in a dream. So I asked him, why is he here? He said that he's traveling and um, he wants to use my place as a transit. And while I was talking to him, in the middle of it, I fell asleep again and then Bishop also appeared in a dream. And then I asked Bishop, what brought him here? You see, I knew the man, but I never had, you know, chat with him before. So I asked him why he did it. He said, um, exactly that, you know, I, Reverend told me that he's here to transit. And I said, wow. So when I wake up, in fact, when I wake up, I forget the dream. Everything went off. And that was Thursday. So I was home praying, you know, asking God for intervention. Asking, where I was praying, the dream came back. And then I realized, okay, I got it. This is the dream. So I was praying over it, praying over it. And Friday, this is it, not my day when I was going to work. I took my car to car wash, where I was washing the car. The guy finished the car, just about to, you know, for me to walk into the car. And the guy said, he's going to move the car forward for me. And to, I'm amazing, when he moved the car, within a second, he crashed the whole car. And about four cars involved. And I'm like, wow, boy, you're more I mean, God, you are wonderful. Yeah. I said, wow. No, this is why, you know, Reverend and the Bishop came to the room, you know, to rescue me from the, because what, what I was, you know, my spirit could not bear it. So it takes the highest anointing, somebody with the higher anointing, to come and fight that battle. So when the whole thing done, I'm like, mm, God, in fact, you are wonderful. Because this thing, I could not bear it. If it wasn't for intervention, you know, I don't know where I'll be. 
So, you know, I would like to give thanks to God, you know, to the pastors that we have. You know, coming to church, you might think that is a joke, but as you're sitting down here, there's invisible angels around you that you have no idea. You know, so in all, I'd like to give thanks for, you know, saving my life, you know, and the rest of the family. So I want to say thank you, you know, and everything. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. Message on fruitfulness. And uh, I believe the season that God wants us to bear fruits. Hallelujah. And Reb has been taking us through various reasons why people don't bear fruits. I'm not sure if that's the session we're going to have. We're going to have another version of that. But whatever word that's going to come, it's going to be powerful. I always look forward to coming to church. I don't know about you. Why don't you be on your feet and let's put our hands together and welcome the most amazing preacher in town, <laughs> Reverend Charles Osei. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wow, it's amazing. For a time in your word. The Bible says that the entrance of your word, it bringeth forth light. Lord, empty me of myself. May I be a vessel of honor. Fill me with your word. Give me the tongue of a leather runner. Give me the tongue of a learned writer. May I speak your oracles. Holy Spirit, I pray for your help and your assistance. Let those who hear minister to them understanding understanding of your word and may your word answer their problems in Jesus name I pray Amen Hallelujah our memory scripture for today is 2 Timothy 3.16 1, 2, go are you blessed? wonderful and I, I thank God for this scripture because what I'm going to preach to you today you have to understand the word of God Hallelujah and know that God gives his word one for, you see, so it's good for doctrine. So what I'm actually going to preach today is it's actually a doctrinal teaching. Okay, doctrine. In the same time, it's, going to, it's, it's a foundation of Christianity. It's actually a foundation of Christianity. It's a doctrinal teaching. Okay? And in the same time, it also reproves some of us. Because we have been thinking the wrong way. Do you understand? It's doc- I'm going to find something that is doctrinal. But in the, mess, in, in, in the doctrine, it will reprove some of us. And it will also correct some of us because we think the wrong way. And it will also give some of us instructions on how to live the Christian life. Do you love it already? Yes, that's what I'm going to share with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to t- teach us about a series that is very important. I'm talking about, I'm, we're, going, I'm going, to st- we're going to study about what we, what we call the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God. Hallelujah. There are so many mysteries in the kingdom of God. Amen. So many mysteries. And we're talking about the various mysteries. That's what I'm It's doctrinal. Luke 8. Let's look at Luke chapter 8 verse 10. Luke 8 verse 10. And he said, and he said, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Unto you is given the mysteries, but to others it's a parable because they are mysteries. Hallelujah. Matthew 
you see the same thing in Matthew 13, 11. Matthew 13, 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So, you see, it's not everybody who understands the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not plain. It's a mystery. There are mysteries in the kingdom. And Jesus was like, so you have been given to understand the mysteries. But to some, they don't understand. Hallelujah. To some, they don't understand. They are mysteries. So when you come to church, you have actually come to understand some of the mysteries. Hallelujah. Because the, you see, the kingdom of God is a mystery. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 4, 1. I'm telling you who a pastor is. When I said the kingdom of God has mysteries. It means it's not straightforward. It's not plain. Some don't understand. So you are privileged to understand it. And then in this verse, it says, Paul is saying that let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards or caretakers of the mysteries of God. So when you see a pastor like me, I'm a caretaker of the mysteries of God. So a pastor is somebody who is a caretaker. Stewards. Whose job is to break down the mysteries to you. Because your understanding of the mystery will make a difference in your life. Hallelujah. So another name for another name for a pastor is mystery keeper. So next time you can call me mystery keeper. <laughs> what other mystery do I need to know in my life? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's a short message, but I want you to understand. Mysteries. A man of God is somebody, a, a real pastor is somebody who keeps the mysteries of God. So that when you interact with him, he breaks down the mysteries to you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. What is a mystery? It's a big one. What is a mystery? I mean, English language. What's mystery? Ask students. Ask students, please help us. This one is not science. Ask students, what is a mystery? Something that's what? Difficult or what? Or impossible to understand? Huh? An enigma. As we are even more confused. <laughs> enigma. A mystery. It cannot be explained. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Actually, you know, Kobe, put Webster, Webster, Webster. If you can put Webster's definition of a mystery. Hmm? What's Webster's definition of a mystery? If you can, somebody can. Because sometimes you need to understand the English word so that. Okay, I have here. Definition of mystery from Webster. 
one of the things of, of mystery is that a religious truth that can only a religious truth that can only a religious truth that one can only know by revelation and cannot fully understand. Webster. Very good. Thank you very much. This is a high-tech church. You, see, you have to understand so that you know what you're talking about. So when you say a mystery, it's a religious truth that one can know only by revelation and cannot fully understand. It's a mystery. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, so a mystery can also be defined as a divine revelation. Hallelujah. A religious truth that one can, you can only understand by revelation. Yeah. And so what it means also is that without a certain revelation, you remain an ordinary Christian. Yeah. Your Christianity will remain ordinary without a certain revelation. You see, that is why sometimes like, why is he so much in church? Why is he going and coming? Is the church for him? The person has a certain revelation you don't have. That's why you remain ordinary. See, your, your ordinary is that you lack a certain revelation. Hallelujah. You see, have you asked yourself, what has the bishop seen that you have not seen? Why is he? I want to win souls. I want to go here. And you are not even motivated to tell your neighbor about Christ. It means he has a certain revelation that you don't have. A mystery. Some, a certain portion of the kingdom has been revealed to him. Hallelujah. You see, the revelation of the mystery will empower you. Yeah. The revelation of the mystery will give you some power and some keys. Look, you remain ordinary without a certain revelation. Oh yeah, I'm talking to you. Jesus one time met the disciples and he asked them, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Some say, some say you are Elijah. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are one of the prophets. Then he asked that. He asked all the twelve. Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Philip, all, all the guys. Who do you say? So all twelve were there. Who do you say? The question was to all the twelve. Who do you say that I am? All twelve. Not, not one person. Who do you say that I am? Then one of the twelve said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Revelation. Suddenly, Jesus said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this knowledge. This mystery to see me walking up and down and know that I am the Christ, it must be revealed to you. So that revelation of knowing whom Jesus was immediately set him apart from the twelve. Are you hearing me? So then, Jesus said, blessed are thou. Revelations will bring you a blessing. I said revelation will bring you a blessing. I said, he said, blessed are thou, Simon Bajona, flesh and blood 
have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. It didn't end there. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, suddenly you are becoming solid. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Suddenly, he is set apart from the group. He is set on a rock. He is giving the key to the kingdom. The church is now built upon him because he had a revelation. He understood a certain mystery. The other 12 did not get it. Are you hearing me? So, what I'm, so I pray that you, you will have some, the, understand the mysteries. See, without understanding the mysteries of the kingdom, you will remain an ordinary Christian. You are not going to walk in certain supernatural power. You are not going to walk in certain breakthroughs. You, if you get them, and if you understand the mystery, that's why Jesus said, blessed are thou. Blessed are thou. Blessed. It's like anybody who goes, it's not ordinary. But those who that it is revealed, you are set apart. That is why Paul said, this prayer in the future, he said, like, pray. Paul's prayer, he said, like, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Doctrinal teachings. Because the Bible says, when the curse came, it's one of the curse that, and your desire shall be towards your man, a husband. So when you see a woman chasing a man so badly, fighting every other guy, woman, that's a curse operating. So what, the engine that is moving at that time is a curse, not a blessing. It's a mystery. I'm breaking down, yeah. Because the Bible says that it was, it was after the curse. You see, initially, the, the first one was the man went for the woman. That was the blessing. But when the curse came, he said, your desire shall be towards the husband. A man. So, the, 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 the natural order is for a man to chase a woman. When you see a woman chasing a man, what is pushing it is a case. Hmm? That is why that is why even, even, that is why even with my experience, I've come to notice that the woman who fight, who fight all other women for a particular person, when you marry the person, the person does not treat you well at all. It's true. It's true. You fight every other one. Hey, he's my man. Don't come near him. Hey, hey, hey. You fight everybody. You cry about him. You scream. You mind about him. Prayer topic, everything. When you marry him, he, you find out that, ah. Because, it is, because the, the continuation of that character, and he shall rule over you. When you chase him and get him at all costs, he will rule over you. Let it be the reverse. Let him come after you. Then he will love you and lift you up. All scripture. Let me stand my pulpit and preach over. I beg you. I'm preaching. You are chasing the boy so much. The engine that is driving you is a curse. Marriage is actually a mystery, and I'll teach you about it one day. In my in my mystery series. 
should save it for Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's the mystery of faith. I can give you scriptures for all that. The mystery of faith. The mystery of prayer. Do you want the scriptures? I, 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 we got to it. Next time. Our time is short. Okay? Today, we are talking about the mystery of inclusion. Hallelujah. We are going to read a long scripture. And after that, we will close. Because the whole, the whole scripture is the preaching. Turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 11. Verse 11. I mean, when you read from verse 1, actually, let, let, let's start with verse 1 so they can. You see that? I say then, had God cast away his people? Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I say then, had God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. That's Paul talking. That I'm, I'm saying, am I saying that God has thrown away Israel? No. I'm also a Jew, a Benjamin. God of the seed of Abraham. Now let's go to verse 11. And if you can put, because it's a Bible, I want us to, if you, do you have the amplified version? So that we can read it carefully. Because it's a doctrinal thing. I, I'm taking my thank you. Because you have to understand it. This is the amplified version. So, verse 11. So I ask, have they stumbled so as to fall to their utter spiritual reign? irretrievably, by no means, but through their fourth step and transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to arouse Israel to see and feel what they forfeited, and so to make them jealous. New Living Translation. So I ask, okay, did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. His purpose was to make his salvation available to the Gentiles. And then the Jews will be jealous and want it for themselves. Verse 12, let's read the whole scripture. New Living Translation. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because of the Jews, because the Jews turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when the Jews finally accept it. Doctrine Athens. I am saying all of this, especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I lay great stress on this. For I want to find a way to make the Jews want what you Gentiles have. And in that way, I might save some of them. Look, I'm talking about doctrinal changes. For you to understand your salvation. Paul said, before I continue, I'll tell you something. You see, Paul said, I am the apostle for the Gentiles. And God had put the Jews temporarily away and has accepted you so that the Jews will be jealous to come. Are you hearing me? So it was Paul who brought us in. That is why those of you who live in New York, one of the people that the Jews hate most is Paul. Have you ever seen any Jew call Paul before? No. Yes. They don't, they don't, they don't, they do not. 
They don't. That's why you don't have. So, doctrinal things. The Jews don't name Paul. Abraham, Moses, Isaac, not Paul. Because it was Paul who said that we the foreigners, the Gentiles are also part of it. He was, Paul was the one who claimed that we are part of the heritage of the stock of Abraham. Yeah. So, no, no, no. No, Paul. If you go to Israel, no, 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 Paul, no, no, no. Not at all. You mentioned, no, no, not at all. No, it's like your house. You, you are your father and your children. Do you, I mean, you obviously will be, you will not like the person who brings the stranger to come and partake of the house. Naturally, no. That is why they don't, that's why they, they don't, they don't, they don't know him poor. Yeah. Where are we? 15. For since the Jews' rejection meant that of, since the Jews' rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, how much more wonderful their acceptance will be. It will be life for those who were dead. 16. It's a long passage. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their children will also be holy. If the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. 17. But some of these branches from Abraham's trees, some of the Jews, have been broken off. And you Gentiles, who were branches from a wild olive tree, were grafted in. I'm talking about doctrinal things. The Jews have to go away so that you and I can come to Christ. Yes. Yeah. And you Gentiles who are back from the world tree were grafted in. So now you also receive the so now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in God's rich nourishment of his special olive tree. Because the olive tree was Abraham, the blessing was Abraham. In blessing, I will bless thee. He is the root. Abraham is the root. Is the root in blessing? I will bless you. He is the root, he's the source, he's the one where the covenant, the blessing of Abraham and the patriarchs. That's where the blessing was pronounced. Don't ask me why. What did it that way? Not your grandfather. The blessing was not pronounced on uh Uh, what I just was, was not no, that blessing was not pronounced on him. It was not pronounced on another Kwame answer. It was Abraham. The blessing. Let's continue. But you must be careful. You see this. I want us to understand the doctrine. But you must be careful not to brag about being grafted in. To replace the branches that were broken off. Don't be, just be careful. Don't look down upon them at all. You were just brought in. I'm preaching. Do not ever disrespect the seed of Abraham. Don't disrespect the original branches. Be careful. 
that, that, that broken off. Remember, you are just a branch, not the root. Continue. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Fine. Yes. But remember, those branches, the Jews, were broken off because they didn't believe God. And you are there because you do believe. Don't think highly of yourself, but fear what, God, but fear what could happen. Hey, this is even scary. For if God did not spare the branches he put there in the first place, he won't spare you either. 22. I'll end there. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe to those who disobeyed, but kind to you as you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. Doctrinal. Here, Paul is explaining salvation. I'm talking about the mystery of inclusion. Maybe when you go, you see the word mystery. He's talking about the mystery of inclusion. That originally you are not part of it. Originally you and I were not part of it. We are wild olive trees. The original root. The blessing was Abraham. And said, so I will bless Abraham and his seed. Naturally and logically speaking, we are Abraham's seed. Naturally. Because your name is not Ben Stein. Yeah. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? So, we came in because the original branches had to be taken out. When you read this whole verse, it, it, it talks about, in the final analysis, the Jews will come back and that will be the great homecoming. We are watching for that. When you see Jerusalem become the capital, the, 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 the olive tree is coming back. Yeah, so watch, watch the end time. But you and I, must appreciate, you see, what he said that you are a replacement. You see, and the, you see, that thought that you are a replacement should make you humble. You shouldn't feel cute. <laughs> Church, are you hearing me? Yes. You see, all of us, see, all of us, where you are sitting, wherever you are in life, always remember that it was for somebody. Always remember. Wherever you are in life, always remember it was for somebody. And if the person had sat there, you would not have come. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? No, always. Always have this humility in you. That where I am, somebody was supposed to be there. It's by the grace of God that I'm there. Don't feel that you are qualified. I'm the only one. No, no. Somebody. You are taking somebody's place. So don't feel cute. Listen, honestly, I'm going to ask you another question. You see, they say, they say, and it's true, honestly speaking, most couples, or most spouses, most spouses or most couples are not married to their first love. <laughs> you do, take a very carefully. You will realize that if the original gave
your father wanted. I had married him. It will not be your mother. <laughs> Church is quiet. You realize that in most, in most relationships, you had some old girlfriend who did not probably like you. Now you are blaming the parents. Yeah. But you don't want to admit. You check your history. Remember, you have some girlfriend. And it's the same. Most, most, I mean, most, most boys, if that particular girl that you like, so you are crazy about her. Very few people are married to their first love. Most people, when you check their history, somebody said no, then another person came. You're looking at me straight. <laughs> yeah, think about it carefully. Think about it carefully. Huh? I'm fishing. Usually, somebody said no. You were, some, you were crazy about some boy in high school. Crazy. But the boy didn't like you. Because he didn't, because if he had said yes, it would not. Because he didn't like you, that's why you marry him. So, if you are a wife, you must humble yourself. Look, you are not the original. <laughs> I'm preaching. As I'm preaching, you must humble. You are not the original. So, stop throwing your weight around. You are only a substitute. <laughs> I'm preaching, you know I'm preaching. I'm staying there. I'm staying there. I'm staying there. You are not original. For, for, for some of you, you, there is the mystery of inclusion. You are number six on the line. Number one said no. Number two said no. Number three was sick. Number four traveled. Number five I had abortion. Then no, you, number six, you came in. <laughs> Substitution. The mystery of inclusion. A wonderful world. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Yeah, you are not, not at all. Not you are not the original at all. Yeah. Look, if your father will be honest, when you go ask your dad, that was mommy your first love. You probably say, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, you see, what Paul is trying to say is that, is that the revelation that you are not the original and that you came in because somebody was broken off so that you will be grafted in. It should always humble you and don't feel too proud. Why you are sitting? Someone was supposed to be sitting there. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? The mystery of inclusion. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you. You consider the thing that you have done in the past. God, it's for God's mercy who found you. It's against the grace of God. It was his mercy of God that found you. Yeah. Yeah. 
she found you. Why you are sitting? No, 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 no. You don't qualify to sit there. Mercy found you. I say mercy found you. You were a wild olive tree. And you today you are an usher. You are an usher. Where not I an usher? Where you are coming from? You were a wild guy. Friday night. Now you are sitting in church. <laughs> now you are sitting in church holding an offering basket with your tie like this. You! Friday night. Why are you here? Sail on down the line. You know, you're sick. <laughs> it's the message of God. I say, now you are an usher in church. When people are being slain by the pastor, you catch them. Have you forgotten the grace you were catching by the breast? <laughs> you were catching them by the breast. Now when, when we are laying hands, you stand there, holy man of God. Have you forgotten? The Bible says you were a wild olive tree. Wild olive tree. Some of you were wild. Some of you were wild, wild, wild. Some of you guys, you are sitting there, you're looking like sin. You were wild. Your skate and your ankle chain. Hey! I'm preaching. Friday night. Dead down on it. You are climbing like nobody's business. Now today you are, you are still in church. Holy, 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 holy you. This coffee bar is the mystery of inclusion. The original branch was taken out. So that you can be grafted in. You know, see, and that mystery. Let me tell you something. I will say something. See, everything I say is doctrinal. Even women in ministry is an inclusion. Mm. Even women in ministry. If you are a woman and you are a lady pastor and usher and a shepherd, it is an inclusion. Be careful. Don't throw your weight around. Because originally you are not part of it. Because when you read the old, te- when you read the the, 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 the Bible, no, in the, when the tabernacle was built, there was the outer court, and then there was the inner court, the, and then and then the holy of holies. The priests will go to the holy of holies. The men will be in the outer court. The women were outside. You don't come in. You don't come in. The women stay outside. We go in here and come and tell you. I'm telling them. The woman did not come into the inner court. The people go in here. And after we hear, we come and tell you what God said. And then you receive it humbly, my Lord. And it was when Christ came. And the Bible said, when he died, the, 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 the veil was partitioned. And then you were allowed to come in. And Paul said, therefore in Christ Jesus, there's no Jew nor Gentile, no male or female. It was the partition of the Christ that brought you in. Originally, you were not part of it. You were not included. Shut up. I'm preaching. So stop throwing your weight about. We give you a small portion of the church. You carry it into your zone. 
I'm in one in charge here. Nobody should talk to me on this side. Nobody should interview on my zone. Please, you are not part of it originally. I'm preaching. You gave women small posts in the church. They carved the authorities and carved powers. Please, you were not part of it. The ministry is for us. We are just giving you a portion. <laughs> I'm preaching. A mystery. So if you are a woman, listen. And so when, please, don't look at me with the 20th century eyes. I'm preaching the Bible. Don't look at me like, well, this is New York. It's not New York. I'm talking about the gospel. And if you doubt me, I'll show you. Look. I'm preaching, brother. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 14. 34. You see? 1 Corinthians 14, 34. Women. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. Women should be silent during church meeting. Give me King James. Give me the original King James. I don't want any... Verse says another version. Give me the original. Let your women keep silence in the churches. For it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience. Also, as also said the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. You, you see, and I'm sure Paul was angry. Paul must have been angry. Okay, I'll continue. What? Why do I say he was angry? What? That's a history. What? Came the word of God out from you or came into it unto you only? If, and he said, what I'm saying, this message I'm saying, if any man think himself to be a prophet, this is the only time Paul challenged, he challenged his spirituality. He said, if anybody think they are more anointed than me, he said, if any man think to be a prophet, or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandment of the Lord. If anybody thinks it's my own, if anybody's anointed, he must know that this thing I'm saying is spiritual. The reason why you are arguing because you're not spiritual. You say, if any be spiritual, if any be prophet, because originally you were out. It was the partition that brought you in. And when you come in, you're supposed to keep quiet. Now you want to take over. Lighthouse, when every time they are preaching, they say they are under the headship of Bishop Dagwood, and that's the rule. You are no, you have, 
That's where they wear the hat. That's why we tell them to wear the hat. So when I, when I give you a small post in the church, don't throw your weight around. You are under me, I beg you. Don't throw your weight around. You were not part of it originally. But you see, that's a woman. Uh, you give them one inch, they take two miles. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I mean, Paul, Paul must be very annoyed. You see, for him to say that, look, if anybody thinks he's spiritual, let him know that this one is from God. This one, I'm not saying in my mind at all. Paul, Paul said, if anybody thinks he's holy and spiritual, he's a prophet. He must understand that, look, this woman thing, it is, that is what God said. It's a commandment. Clearly. So nobody, it's not a suggestion. I'm not speaking my mind. Let it be silent. Because originally, when the men go in, you are outside. Now, because of the partition, you are brought to inside. Now you want to take over. I'm preaching. That's why I know a certain brother. He said, my wife. I started taking the garbage out. Just to help. By the time I realized, now nah, I'm not only taking the garbage, I'm doing the, <laughs> I'm doing the dishes. I'm cooking. I'm doing the laundry. So now I won't help at all because when you start, you don't know where it ends. <laughs> mm. Women. So I won't start at all. Because you start all. Help you. Help you. be a good husband. Now. Diapers. Laundry. Bathroom. Christian. And what you don't do? Well, I was trying to help. So that's, that's why I don't start at all. Put your hand in your pocket. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm preaching. Because you are, you are begging. You are begging. You are begging. Maybe you are begging. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm trying to help now. Now, now it's my job to clean. It's my job to cook. Pick up the child. Drop the child. I was trying to help. Preaching. I'm preaching. You were not part of it. You were outside. Then Christ died. Then you came inside. Now, when you are inside, instead of humbling yourself, now you want to take over. And if anybody is spiritual, let him know what I'm saying is true. It's only unspiritual people who are challenging me in their mind. <laughs> Because they are afraid of me, so they are challenging me in their mind. It's, a good, it's only unspiritual people who are challenging me in their mind. Well, this is New York. You can't. No, 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 no. The, the, well, 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 if you want to do it, I'm also doing it. You know, I'm also tired. You are God. You are come back. I'm tired. I'm also professional. You know, I, please, I beg you, shut up. If any be spiritual, let him accept. I'm preaching Francis. Yeah. Especially in the church. Especially in the church. When you are in charge of anything as a woman, always remember it's a delegated authority. You are operating under somebody's anointing. Don't carve yourself territories and say, you stay here, you stay here, you I don't know. Please, shut up. 
If any be spiritual, if any be spiritual, let me acknowledge. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, what does it mean? So, what Paul is trying to share with us is that this is the good news. So, now that you understand, you see, now that you understand the mystery of inclusion, how are you supposed to behave? That's all. That's all. Now that you understand that originally you were not part of it, what does it mean? Yes. It means you and I have to be humble. Okay? We really have to be humble. The original plant was Abraham's seed. It means, you see, that mystery should make you humble. Number one. And two, in the, in the, in, in, still in the spirit of humility, not to be judgmental. And I'll explain. I'll explain. I am a rich man. Now, I'm, for example, this is an example. Let's say I'm a rich man. It's an example, but maybe I am by the grace of God. You understand? If I'm a rich man, I have made my family. And I'll go and bring you from the village to my house and give you certain privileges. And then we'll, I'll go and bring another person from another village, maybe from my, my village, into my house. And then you think that you have the right to criticize the other person when you both don't belong to the house. The same mercy that brought you in is the same mercy that brought her in. So since when did you become critical on them other person when you are not original? Since when? You were both grafted in. I brought you from the village. She also came from the village. You are all living in a big house. Now you think you are superior to her because you came first. No. At the end of the day, you are both non-children. That is why I have to be careful not to judge. Because listen to me. When they listed the heroes of faith, the same page that had Joseph was the same page that had Rahab. So since when did you begin to criticize Rahab? Because you are Joseph. Same blood. Since when? This mystery should humble us and not to be critical about anybody. Don't criticize anybody because salvation is by grace. You were a wild olive tree and you were grafted in. Me too, I was my wild olive tree and I was grafted in. Since when did you now begin to look down upon me when both of you and I don't belong? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, you don't belong. And I don't belong. We are all there by grace. So stop criticizing me. That's what it is. We all don't belong. We all don't belong. It was a certain grace. Because the original people were, were taken out. So that you and I can come in. Now you have some small place to sit. And I also have some small place. Now you are kicking me. Why are you kicking me? You don't belong here. 
So the first thing is, it must teach us humility. And look, I beg you, don't ever judge anybody. And I say it again, judge not. If you understand the mystery of inclusion, you will never judge. Now, you are not part of the house. You are not part of the house. You are a house boy. And you bring another house girl. And then you are judging it. Are you the seed? Are you the house owner? You came in just as he came in. Since when? You determine, now you determine who gets in the church, who sits here, who does that, who assists reverend, who do this, who preach, who, who, who are you? You are just, we are all by grace, okay? And even if you were Joseph, let me tell you something, the same page that Joseph was on, Rahab was on. The mystery of inclusion. Don't ever judge anybody. I'm telling you, I beg you, do not. It means you don't understand the mystery of inclusion. That originally, you were not in the team. Never. I said never. May I ask, I got this revelation. I don't judge people. Because I know that we're all, we're all brought in by grace. And no matter how good your resume may be, and how bad somebody's resume may be, at the end of the day, we're all on the same page. Hallelujah. And another great thing about the inclusion. This is, this is the part that you, I love. I'm talking about doctrinal changes. He said that, actually, listen, he said the root was Abraham. The root was Abraham. Abraham had branches. The blessing was upon Abraham and his descendants. And you, so you can see that the original branches of Abraham, today, today, they are very blessed. If you live in New York, you can see. If you live in New York, you can see that the roots and the branches. Are you hearing me? So he said, some of the branches have been plucked out and you have been grafted in. So it means that by that process, being grafted in now, so Abitifi, baby, now you have been grafted in. So any benefit that the child in Colorado has, you also have that same benefit. Yes. That is the that is the mystery of inclusion. So spiritually, we have been grafted into Abraham. So any bless Abraham, healing is yours. Divine provision is yours. Your enemies will scatter is yours. Prosperity is yours. Abraham's blessings are mine. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When I think upon your goodness. Yes, Lord. And your faithfulness each day. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm convinced it's not because I am worthy. Yes, Lord. To receive the kind of love that you gave. Oh, Jesus. But I'm grateful for your mercy. Oh, the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I'm grateful for your grace. Oh, Jesus. 
And because of how you've poured out yourself Oh, you are originally wild I have come to the branches sing this song up. out in So that you and I can come in He may oh. He may oh, I love it Holy Spirit Father we thank you this afternoon we thank you for the grace that brought us in if we are his then we share the promise with Isaac thank you for the Abrahamic blessing that's upon our life we thank you for the Abrahamic blessing that's upon our life thank you that we shall be the head and not the tail thank you that we shall flourish and not wither thank you that those who fight us you fight against them Thank you for the Abrahamic blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Finally, with every eye closed, with every eye closed and every head bowed, the original was taken out that by faith in Christ, you and I may be grafted in. Salvation is the process by which you are grafted in. You are brought in when you believe in Christ. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are not born again. You are not a Christian. See, I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about being born again. Accepting Jesus Christ. Paul was the one who taught us what it means to be born again. Paul said, if you believe in God, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. He is the apostle of the Gentiles. And he said, this is what, if you do, you are saved. And you are grafted in. You become part of the seed of Abraham. And your destiny is changed forever. So, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are not born again. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. It's a spiritual thing you need to do. Don't say, oh, I'll do it later on. No, no, no. Do it now. You want to be a Christian? Simply put, you want to be a Christian. You just want to be a Christian. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about being a Christian. I'm talking about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether somebody invited you or you came on your own, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this afternoon for salvation. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. The faith in that name that brought us the Abrahamic blessings. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.